0: Today's episode is sponsored by Eric Landfried, author of Solitary Man, an action packed novel perfect for your summer reading. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois.
1: And I'm Jimmy Fowler, Executive Pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. You look uh
0: you look satisfied, Jimmy. You look like, you know, you look happy, you look content. Mm-hmm. Well what what happened already? Something must have happened today. Something must have happened. Ha- sometimes you, you, inse- you come in here like like sigh Like uh, frustrated, like frustrated, and, like, frustrated, tense, and but not, now, out? now you come in, you look you got a glow about you. Yeah, I had brunch. You you are a brunch man. I love you brunch. You love You we talk went, more about brunch than any other meal. In terms of talking about meals, yeah. brunch is the one you brunch go Brunch is to. my favorite.
1: Why? I don't know. <laughs> you just thought, Me just like. Uh, me like brunch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is, like, is it because? Cause I, cause, no, because I feel like. Later in the day. It's later in it's the day. It's not too early. It's
1: not too early. So it, like, you break all the rules then, right? You can have lunch earlier. Or you can have breakfast later, or you could do them at the same. Like you could like for the the items, the Uh items. So I can have a burger Uh for brunch if I I want.
0: I think it's the mimosas. I think you. I think the fact that like you can incorporate an alcoholic beverage Mm. with your morning meal. Essentially, you're like. I think. Am I wrong? Uh,
1: You can incorporate. I'm actually trying to think of a time I've had a mimosa or any alcohol at brunch.
0: Okay, first of all, uh, you definitely have had mimosas in the AM,
1: for fact. For fact, when? Fact. You've talked about it. I can't remember when. Yeah. If I'm in the tropics, then yeah. Okay, there you go. Okay. Yeah. I've done that in the tropics. But in the tropics, I also have like a red stripe. <laughs> <laughs> you save red stripe experiences for when you're in the tropics. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, when, okay. I'm, yeah, when I'm down in the uh, the Caribbean, I'm like, yeah, you know what? It's 8 a.m. I'm going to have a cigar and a red stripe.
0: I can't think of, uh, I have to, every, every time I hear a mimosa, I think of Jason Momoa.
1: The guy. Oh, the guy. Is that, yeah. is that weird? It's kind of. OK. It feels kind of whatever. But anyway,s man. And you know what? I love that. Uh, that Yelp. I love Yelp because they bought out that no wait app. Oh, did they really? So now you go on Yelp and you can join the list. So we get, the, you know, I'm like, okay, so you know, wait, explain. No, Wait because people don't know. Oh, we go to we go to. But, so explain buttermilk and no wait. Sure. All right. So there's restaurants like buttermilk that are fantastic, oh. but, but they do not take reservations. It's first come, first serve. Unless you're on this app at this time was called No Wait, uh, and you get on that app and you can you know reserve a spot in line. You yep. got to be there by a certain time to check in. But it's but like you can't. You, basically, you're in line early. Is what you're it is. in line early instead of being there physically, right? So that was bought out by Yelp. Now it's part of uh, mm. uh, Yelp. So, yeah, we got up this morning. I look, it's like, man, 30 to 40 minute wait, get in line. Yeah. And then get everyone ready. Everyone up, ready, mm-hmm. out, out the door, show up there. Because you're close in. enough, you live close, you can just boom. 10 minutes later, you know, everyone's like looking at us like, what? I'm like, yep. Our tables ready. <laughs> Boom. People are people are in
0: line sitting down outside this restaurant for long periods. Oh of yeah, time. they're outside, they're inside, yep. they're jam packed.
1: We just walk Buttermilk. right in. If Boom. you're in
0: if you're in uh, St. Charles, Geneva, Batavia, Elgin, Aurora area, mm-hmm. if you're near us, you want to hit up Buttermilk. Oh, it's
1: fantastic. Today's episode is
0: sponsored by Buttermilk. No, no,
1: no, no. It's no, not. No. It's not. Okay. I wish it was. Man, they we give them some love. I I love that that hot Alabama Benny Chicken Benny. don't oh, yeah, do that so Benny thing. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, so what about you? How was your day How You had the day off yesterday. Mm hmm. So you're rested, relaxed.
0: Yeah. Except for when, you know, uh, elder candidate Rob was, was pestering me. Oh yeah. Oh, on your day off. Yeah, on my day off. Yeah.
1: Does he not know better?
0: Yeah. Oh, no, he does. So, so that he just chose to ignore that. Yeah. I, th- I think he said he got confused, but uh, just the, the, the how two- do you get confused on a Friday? Uh, How do you not know today is Friday? You know why? Because he's so busy working on wrapping up his elder candidacy, writing his paper. He's mm. just in the zone. He's not thinking about it. And I'm super excited uh, for him. But uh, but uh, don't be calling me or texting me on Friday. Yeah, le- leave me be. That's right. So no, uh, no today, uh, yesterday was good. Uh, today is good. We're wrapping things up. And uh, I'm actually having some good news that are that's coming into my life. You guys know I take care of my mom. Oh, let me hear this. Dad. You know what?
1: This is the first time I'm hearing yeah. it. Go ahead. So, uh, we're still waiting for the Do you state. want to whisper in my ear first, and then we'll tell? Then no, you no, no. We can tell them together. Close to that no, either. no, no. We could tell them together. No, it's all right. No, it's all yeah, right. So I should mom, know first. My, my,
0: we take Our care of my mom and Permission granted. And uh, we've been trying to get some things accomplished with my mom for greater coverage by the state uh, for her medical needs. And we're still waiting on that. Uh, but... We're going on vacation in 2 weeks and we do now have a place for her to be for those 2 weeks while we're gone so she has full-time care while we're gone Boom. which means I I'm I can stop stressing
1: about oh gosh vacation. you've been stressing we've all been yeah. stressed and we're all like I yeah. guess mom's going with you yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, it's good stuff, man. And I'm really excited uh, because we get to hang out now, get some stuff together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then you're going to leave me. I definitely do. Um, because I get I to put all my sermon notes, everything one thing, gonna, yeah. onto one sheet, and that's going to take me about an hour. And then I'll be done with that. And then I got to fix the lawnmower and uh, mow the lawn. Mm. And yeah, I got to do stuff at home.
1: Wait. No, you don't. Yes, you I, don't I do. don't do anything at home. What are you talking about? Oh. Stop it, I gotta Joe. fix the lawnmower and then have like Eli yes. the yes. okay, thank yes. you okay. but I, I gotta fix the lawnmower Now by fix the lawnmower you're gonna get the gas
0: No, see my son ran over a t-shirt with our
1: lawnmower <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the, Eli the, yeah yeah the smart one yeah all, all, all the all they're all smart well you know, Bonger might yeah. be the smartest and he's nine bonger can let me bonger can do math
1: in his head with a name like mm. bonger <laughs> how, i mean how could i ever doubt his, the, the math, his intellectual the math, capabilities the math is not always correct
0: but he still does it in his head he I, it, mean, that he I mean he does math in his head you know, the tongue comes out the side of his mouth and,
1: and he starts thinking no
0: they're all smart
1: he ran over to you i don't
0: know man so but now i got and it's, it's
1: but hold on how tall was the grass that he ran it over okay, without seeing it we
0: moved the well, and by we, I mean not me. Yeah. We moved the so, big trampoline out of the way where the okay, grass so and the Jen weeds had been growing moved, So up, Jen moved it. And then Eli mowed through it without checking it for clothing. Which, okay. Because you know, people okay. take off their shirts and just throw them around in the lawn all the time, right? That's a normal thing. That's a, no. Yeah. No, no, no. It's not normal. That's what my kids do. They do they, it with their socks, pop off their socks, throw them in the lawn, and then leave them there.
1: So, yeah. Now, yeah. that actually makes more sense to me that uh, he ran it over... Without like because he didn't check. I'm thinking how tall was your grass? But I've seen underneath your trampoline. Yeah, that sucker's tall.
0: Looks good now. Good. There you yeah. go. So uh, yeah, man. We're gonna today. We're gonna talk about uh, the doctrine of assurance from the 1689.
1: We're in chapter 18. But today going to continue on on paragraph two. Paragraph two. Do you want to read I it? I dig it. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. The certainty uh, uh. is not a bare conjectural and probable persuasion grounded upon a fallible hope, but an infallible assurance of faith founded on the blood and righteousness of Christ revealed in the gospel and also upon the inward evidence of those graces of the spirit unto which promises are made and on the testimony of the spirit of adoption, witnessing with our spirits that we are the children of God And as a fruit thereof, keeping the heart both humble and holy. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Mm. The doctrine of assurance, man. The doctrine of assurance is
0: one. And let me say this. The doctrine of assurance is so important because the gift of assurance is so precious. Yeah. It isn't something that we always have. Uh, It is something that we often have, but it is something that we can lose. And so when you have it, there is, there's nothing more precious because every, like it is this guarantee. It is mm-hmm. this solid confidence. I belong to God. God is 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 with me, and I know where I'm going. I, I I know that God stands with me in Christ. I mean, you have all these things in a world that is that is essentially. You know what the world is? What's the world? The world is the democratic debates of the last couple of days. That's what the world is, and it Explain. is a mess. A mess is that it? Yeah. A stupid, okay. uh, incoherent. Uh, a a mess. And I'm not just hating on Democrats. I'm hating on the the candidates who are debating, not the sharpest people. Oh, there's a couple of them that are smart, but in the context of a debate where Mm -hmm. they're trying to actually win people, uh, things are going crazy. It's kind of hard
1: to have that when you got 10 people up on the stage, but I agree with yelling
0: at each other and then randomly speaking in Spanish.
1: (laughs) and then not answering
0: questions in two languages. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm not going to answer that question. In English, nor in Spanish. Um, Yeah, but that makes it, you know, more powerful. I mean, oh my gosh, man. (laughs) So, I'm sure... uh, You were watching the debates? After the fact. I can't do it at night. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, after the fact. And... I was like, I'm (laughs) surprised you were watching. Okay. Yeah, no, listen. listen, uh, I was going to watch, uh, like, an HBO... Uh, thriller, oh, uh, or, or a thriller or a comedy or something. No, no, but But like there's nothing funnier and uh, more thrilling than the debate of, Gotcha. Of people just hating gotcha. on each other. So yeah, man, doctor of assurance is important. And today we're really on this idea of, of the ground of assurance. When we're looking at this particular paragraph yeah, yeah. last week, definition, nature of it. This week we're getting to the ground of it. And I like that this thing starts off, this
1: paragraph starts off, uh, talking about assurance as a certainty. Yeah, it says this certainty. I mean, we hit this, uh, in last week's, uh, in last Monday's episode, just mm-hmm. looking at, at paragraph one is that even though it might be, uh, for some people, you might, not feel it, you still have it, uh, and that may rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And so we have that assurance, that certainty of the hope that Joe was talking about. You know, it's like, uh, and again, the, the the confession isn't
0: saying it's a certainty that you will always experience assurance. No. But that when you have assurance, it is the certainty, right? It is, uh, it's not, in other words, it is a trustworthy Work that God has done in you, and so if we're going to say like, well, okay, so let's just kind of revisit what is assurance. Instead of doing what we did last week, instead of revisiting that explicitly, I want to read you uh, a quote from Don Whitney's book. Donald Whitney's Donald Whitney's is our jam. Yeah, we like uh, we like some Donnie and uh, his book. Uh, How can I be sure I'm a Christian? The satisfying certainty of eternal life has been uh, reproduced or re-edited, or it's a new edition new edition yeah you're really proud
1: of that one (laughs) Uh, and uh, i was listening to some new edition the other night you didn't even know who
0: new edition was like a week ago that was weird no but then you know it came up on my list Mm -hmm. so uh here's what he says assurance of salvation is a god-given awareness that he has accepted the death of christ on your behalf and has forgiven you of your sins it involves confidence that god loves you that he has chosen you and that you will go to heaven Assurance includes a sense of freedom from the guilt of sin, relief from the fear of judgment, and joy in your relationship with God as your Father. Mm. Donnie, Donnie is good. That's some good stuff. You guys, will link to this I in the. Approved, show notes. I approved. I approve Donnie. So, um, if this is what assurance is, right? It's it's a certainty that God grants to us that we belong mm-hmm. to Him. It's good that. The, the confession in paragraph two goes on to explain that this is different from the false
1: assurance that is built upon the wrong things. Yeah, it says this certainty is not a bare, conjectural and probable persuasion grounded upon a fallible hope. Mm, so a fallible hope. So what is this false assurance then based on? This 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 false assurance. Yeah. Well, it's talked about before about uh just kind of like our works or are are, mm-hmm. I guess our will. To make something happen, right? Yeah. It, it, it's taking – and sometimes it's taking things that might be
0: a component of assurance or how it works and mm-hmm. making those things everything. So it, like false assurance that paragraph two is, is mentioning is based upon presumptions, right? Yep. Like a lot of people are like, obviously, I'm going to heaven. Well, yeah.
1: I've, I was raised in the church. I was I, raised I, in a Christian I family. I sinner's prayer. I, I walked the aisle. I, I raised my hand. I was
0: baptized. I knelt at the altar. I give towards the church. Dang it! <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: You want me to keep going? No. I serve in children's ministry. You have more experience with false assurance than I do, Jimmy. Exactly. I, think you know. I can recognize yeah. the false assurances <laughs> in individuals <laughs> and leaderships.
0: <laughs> so uh, yeah, there are there are those those pres- presumptions, feelings, right? You mm-hmm. know, you. I mean, goodness, a lot of people will go to a conference. So reformed guys might go to a conference, or other people might go to a concert, or you, you might go to a retreat. And those things are good. Those aren't bad things. Yeah, yeah. But the 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 emotional experience for a lot of people is what ultimately they hang their
1: assurance on. Like, wow, I just had this great experience. Yeah, this mountaintop experience. I was yeah. I, the music was on
0: fire, and and then and then then the goat kicks you off the mountain down into the valley, and you're like, oh, oh, this is what yeah, this yeah this is this yeah. is what the faith is We're actually like living ba- down here back home. <laughs> Like you said, Jimmy, or our actions. And so it goes on to explain the ground of our assurance, right? Mm -hmm. Saying, um, uh, let's see. I'm in the wrong paragraph. There we go. Paragraph two. Yeah. So it says, uh, it's an infallible assurance of faith founded on the blood and righteousness of Christ revealed in the gospel and also upon the inward evidences of those graces of the spirit under which promises are made. So... Mm. When it says that this assurance is infallible, again, it doesn't mean that you, that assurance will be a constant in your life, yeah. but that when God grants assurance, it is trustworthy and true. It's not deceptive. Mm-hmm. If God gives it, you can trust it. That's right. You can rest. So
1: well, how does that work, Jimmy? Why can you really rest when you have this assurance? What's happening? Well, because it's, it's not based on, as we were talking about before, like our... Uh, presumptions, our feelings, or our actions, mm. but it's it's you're assured because it's, the grace of God is true because it's based uh, on Him. It's based on His work and His Word and His grace uh, that He has given us that we do not deserve.
0: I like that. I like that. So it's like you're saying that um, we are assured of these two things: that that God's grace is true. Yep, and we're assured that we've received that grace. Like correct. I, I, I think that's see ultimately. What the 1689 says here is that the ground of our assurance is based in two realities, right? The, the work of Christ and the work of the Spirit. And so the first thing it says is that um, you know, this, this salvation is grounded upon Christ's work, and then it moves into the Spirit's work. But before we get into that, we probably need to talk a little bit about that new novel that, that just came out by Eric Landfried, and I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going on vacation I'm taking this thing with us, right? Mm -hmm. And what's it about? Well, 10 years after a brutal war, former Navy SEAL Doyle prowls the broken remnants of a devastated America. Alone in an armored bus loaded with weapons and supplies, he's grateful for his solitude. Being alone makes it easier to survive, and others can become liabilities but when a vicious cannibal attack leaves Doyle in need of fuel and repairs, he has no choice but to venture into the nearest settlement. Now, Jonathan has been pastoring a small church in that rural settlement, and when he meets Doyle, he sees an opportunity to expand his ministry. Cannibals have kept everyone from traveling, but Doyle's armored transport brings hope to Jonathan and his church. The two men strike a mutually beneficial bargain, but neither of them realizes this journey will change them both in ways they could never have imagined, as Doyle's unbelief collides with Jonathan's faith. Eric Landfried's Solitary Man is a gritty, action-packed, post-apocalyptic story with a solidly biblical worldview. This Ambassador International release is available today from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever books are sold. But for signed copies, you can order directly from the author at his website, ericlandfried.com. I'm a, I'm, I got it. It's on my desk. Put it in your bag. It's in my bag. I'm going to read it on vacation. All right. So we're talking about the, the ground of our assurance mm-hmm. and... What the confession says is that it's grounded in christ's work and revealed in the scripture so what does this mean for us jimmy if Mm -hmm. if if our assurance is not fundamentally based on our feelings or our actions but on christ what do we do with that what
1: does that what does that mean well i think first that this just shows us uh that it's well one it should it should really give us when we talk about assurance We should really have that confidence in that because we know how fallible we are. We know how fickle Mm -hmm. we are. We know, uh, how, how frustrating we can be. But knowing that if it's, if it's in Christ and it's in his work, then we look towards him. This is where we go to Mm -hmm. first and looking at, okay, what is it that Christ has done for us? It's the opposite of what a lot of people in the church believe and what the world is constantly telling us that,
0: you know, look inside yourself. Oh yeah, right. you'll like find you, that little light. Yeah, and live it, your best life now. It's it's like you you look inward, you go deep, and, and it's like well, when I when I do that, when I when I look inside, what I see is is some corruption, some darkness. Mm-hmm. Even even when I can see good things happening, you don't start with yourself. You, you don't look inward, you look upward. We go there first. We look to Jesus first. Our mm-hmm. salvation is not dependent on us or what we do. It is dependent upon Christ, so we have to go there. And the problem is, is we are so quick to evaluate ourselves, to critique ourselves, or to comfort ourselves based on what we think is happening inside of us. We're so quick to do that, we forget that we're supposed to be looking at Jesus first. And if mm-hmm. we forget to look at Christ first, at his atonement, if we're, if we forget to meditate, dwell, and rejoice in that, then we're either likely to have a false assurance based upon the wrong things mm-hmm. or uh we will we can lose assurance because we're seeing the corruption inside ourselves
1: and i think part of this is just kind of going off on a on a little angle here i think part of this is why people are so prideful right mm. and like you should be humble in the midst of this knowing yeah. that it's not your work but people often act like it is they they say it's not my work it's it's christ's work but then when you pinpoint those areas in their life they go, Oh, how dare you? Right. How dare you? I'm, I'm doing so well in, in, you know, such and such area, but it's like, well, hold on. If it's really grounded in Christ and not your work, then why are you getting defensive? It's like we're selective in our confidence.
0: We're selective in our conviction Mm -hmm. at times. Like if you, one of the, one of the things that I enjoy uh, is watching comedians, um, blast hecklers right so like on youtube it's one of the things and so there's a couple that are really good at this and in particular though this is one guy that frequently somebody will be outraged at something offensive that he said Mm -hmm. which of course a a large part of comedy is saying things that are inappropriate to it because they are Mm -hmm. inappropriate we recognize they're inappropriate that's why they're so funny so he'll say something that will trigger somebody and they become outraged and they start yelling and talking and like, I'm so offended. And I love it when they go. So you were offended about the joke that I said about say, you know, people that have too many children, but you weren't offended about the, the joke that I made about Asians. You weren't offended about the joke that Mm -hmm. I made about women. You weren't offended about, so like you were, you were, you only took issue and said the same thing, say something when it, when it hit you in a particular
1: way, all these clues point to Bill Burr.
0: Nope. Oh, okay. No, no, there's there's a few, but yeah, he's another guy that will, uh, you nope. do not want to cross the line. <laughs> you do not want to cross the line
1: with Bill. And don't go watch Bill Burr. No, I don't even know who that is. I don't even know. I, I, that was back in the day. Yeah. In 2012. Before I'm you were converted. Bef- well, no, I was converted. No.
0: But I, uh, I think you got saved when you got here. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure that happened. So, the, yeah, I like what you're saying, Jimmy, because. Either, you know pride and despair are are the constant dangerous uh, pitfalls of the christian life you focus on yourself too much and you go to one or the other but assurance is found in a humble uh dependency and focus on christ and what he has done so we have to go there and it's revealed in the scripture which means you know it if you if you long for assurance if you're struggling with assurance mm-hmm. you might want to crack that Bible open. Exactly. You might want to dwell there. Not that reading your Bible is going to necessarily grant you assurance right away, but that's where the gospel is found yep. and the gospel is what God uses to grant assurance. And I love assurance.
1: like, okay, so one of the things uh, we deal with as, as pastors is we go uh, through you know pastoral care, sometimes church discipline, uh, walking people in there, uh, walking individuals and, and families through situations, right? Right, right. And I love Pastor Jeff. Oh, Oh. gospel gangster. (laughs) The the OG. Pastor Jeff is our eldest elder for everyone who doesn't know. And so, I mean, you'll be sitting there and they'll be talking about like all these issues and despair and destruction and their heart. And and he's like, "Uh, how's your time in the word? (laughs) 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 <laughs> yep. he, he, he How's goes, your time praying together? And
0: it, it's never done in, <laughs> like cause, because he knows he's such a good pastor. Mm-hmm. It's never done in a, a gotcha. It's never done no, in a judgmental like that. sense. It's like, well, wouldn't you expect that you would be struggling like this when you've distanced yourself from the means of grace? Yeah. Like, what What? What do you think is going yeah. to happen? And I always
1: sit there I'm like, huh, how's my time in the Word? Huh. Yeah, yeah, how is your time in the Word, Jimmy? Hey, well, uh, good, good. Yeah, actually, I know it is, because Jimmy's actually very
0: disciplined. <laughs> he's very disciplined. Jimmy gets up early, and he's in that Word, and he's journaling and all that stuff before Whew, I'm yeah, even out of bed. Exactly. But no, yeah.
1: Yep. Don't do, that's my nope. sniff.
0: Don't do my sniff.
1: <laughs>
0: but it's not just based on Christ's work yep. right there's
1: also an aspect in which our assurance is based upon the spirit's work yeah the the confession continues and also upon the inward evidence of those graces of the spirit unto which promises are made and on the testimony of the spirit of adoption witnessing with our spirits mm. that we are children of God and as a fruit thereof keeping the heart both humble and holy so the
0: inward evidences of the spirit's work yeah like what like so
1: what are we talking about? When we say the because there's a bunch there's well, a bunch I mean, when we talk uh like regeneration, there should be mm. this you should see this change in a, a new heart, a new heart, heart. Uh, and if you have a new heart, there are certain things that you love that you didn't used to love, yeah. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna change, uh, in that regard. There's gonna be, uh, uh conviction and repentance, right? You're gonna, those things that, that you used to love that you now hate, you see, you hate because the Lord hates and you see that you've sinned against not just others, but mm-hmm. against the Lord. And then you rip, you confess and repent, right?
0: So re- regeneration, which is this, you know, inward work of the spirit, which leads, like you said, to, to repentance and conviction. I just think of like the fruit of the spirit, right? That's a, that's a, that's a grace of the spirit, right? Love, joy, mm-hmm. peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are things that you look at. And again, you're not looking at these things going, well, look at how patient I am. Obviously, I'm a believer. You're saying, wow, look at these evidences that the spirit is doing this. Look at the evidences that God is in me and he's changing me. So it's still not really uh, a myopic view of self. You're not overly focused on yourself. You look at Christ, you're believing the gospel, you look into your life and you see the spirit at work in in, uh, complementing the gospel Mm -hmm. with these realities. So it's not grounded in what I am doing. It's grounded in the spirit's work in me correct that, that that's that's a difference that is somewhat technical but it's important because if all we're doing is looking at our behavior well then then a lot of people
1: can muster up some sort of assurance yeah because well you know there are disciplined people out there there's some people that do some good things. there's there listen there's a lot more gracious and merciful uh, non-believers out there yeah and, and again it's like that it, of
0: course the Everyone is sinful and corrupt, but I have known, Jimmy has known, anybody who spends a lot of time with unbelievers knows that there are good men, and I don't mean this in the biblical sense, right? There are good men out there, good women out there, meaning that there are people that are decent, they're composed, mm-hmm. they're compassionate, they're generous, um, they're faithful. Yep. You don't you don't have to have the Holy Spirit. I mean, think about the people that uh, that you know in business and in life that you can look at and go that dude uh, that lady is 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 a good example of how to handle certain aspects mm-hmm. of life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so i know like we can we can look at people that are running nonprofits for example yep. uh who are doing works of compassion and mercy and they are all-stars and they don't have the spirit of God. Or you look at people in the business world uh, and probably not so much in the political world. I'm not seeing a lot of that, but in in, (laughs) in the corporate world though, you can see like business owners and entrepreneurs who are not just effective at getting things done, but they also do so with justice. So you, you can see in people qualities that are admirable. And so if you're just looking at qualities, it's easy to have a false assurance, but we're supposed to see what is the spirit doing in me? In fact, this is somewhat of a, of a subjective thing, right? Because it's not just, oh, um, I, I, I want this bad enough, so I'm going to have mm-hmm. it. It is – there is this internal work that the spirit does whereby assurance is actually given. So in Romans 8, 15, and 16, it says, you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Now, think about this in the context of assurance, right? Specifically what we've been talking about. But you have received the spirit of adoption Mm. as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So one of those internal works is like assurance itself. The spirit
1: comforts us saying, no, you belong. You've been adopted. Yep. It's yours. Yep. You are a child. And with that comes all the benefits and privileges of a child of God. It's like um, – you know, it's sort of like this. Like we have a lot of people that adopt in this church, mm-hmm. right? Uh,
0: people that uh, that couldn't have kids, people that could have kids. Uh, it, it's not about, well, I just can't, so I'm going to adopt. Like people have a heart for the orphan. People mm-hmm. have a heart for those that don't have, have have a home. And so they have this robust thing of ministry. So here – like y- – you have a people that will oftentimes decide, like, I want to adopt this child. I'm, I'm filling out the paperwork. And, and for a lot of these people, particularly in international contexts, right? Like the papers can be signed. Uh, the deal can essentially be done, but the kid's not home yet, mm-hmm. right? Uh, in fact, a child may be adopted and may not yet feel safe. Right. So, like the, the 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 reality of the adoption can be completed, but you might not always feel it. So this is the grace when we have been adopted. That's the fact, and the comfort comes when the Spirit actually bears witness with our spirit, mm-hmm. convinces us, persuades us. No, you're safe. You belong to God, and so you can rest. And what we're going to talk about next time, as we get you know further into this, are like what are what are some of the implications. Uh, of having assurance, how does it change the way that we live? Um, you know, how does how does assurance come and go? But when we have it, what does it actually produce in us? And how can we continue to pursue assurance, not for assurance sake, but for the glory of God? Hmm. Right? I mean, this is really what we want, right? we that's right. we We want to be a people who glorify God. Uh, in, in all of life, and that really is released when we have an assurance, because then it's joy in the midst of difficulty and even sorrow. It's peace in the midst of, of turmoil. Uh, when I have assurance of my salvation, the, the troubles, the afflictions in this world I know can't be compared to the glory
1: that awaits us. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You could follow us online on Instagram or Twitter at Doc and Diva or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DrVotion.com. They can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, joefostore.com, and grab some gear. Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog posts on Wednesdays. Video content on Fridays. Later.